This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 1st, episode 1809, brought to you today by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, horses in the morning. I just wanted to wish Jen, Jamie, new Jamie, Glenn, all the other mm-hmm. assorted uh, hosts, happy birthday. This is Chantel from Pennsylvania. I've been listening, trying to listen since the beginning. Uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. You're wonderful. And happy birthday. Hope you celebrate. Bye. Hi, Glenn, Jamie, and Jen. It's Rhonda Crabtree calling. I can't believe it's been seven years that I've been wrapped up in this soap opera of yours. That means I've listened to approximately 2,730 hours of your show. Oh, my God. Why? And it gets more interesting (laughs) every day, too. (laughs) Thanks for everything, guys, and see you on the cruise. Bye. Happy birthday! That's right. It is our birthday. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, Jamie. Okay. Let me just paint a picture. I'm sitting here in a different home that I lived in, and Chad, my husband, is like, okay, let me get this straight. You got a job to talk about horses for an hour and a half every morning. Cause we did it five days a week. I said, yes. And he goes, so it's just about horses. And I said, yes. And he goes, well, what the hell are you going to talk about after like two weeks? <laughs> you know, what's it's funny seven too. Years, bitch. I think I talked to Chad first. I think. He was the first one I talked to, and then I talked to you, uh, and then uh, when I called, I think I talked to him. And no, then you called my cell phone. Yeah. How do you think that? No, I maybe I, he did answer the phone. I think he did me. answer the phone, and then I, and you weren't home or something, and then we had to set an appointment up. And I think he was in kind of still in disbelief that anybody wanted to talk about horses. You know, I probably was home, and I was like, "Hey, be my secretary. Take the call." <laughs> And tell him that I'll get back to him because I'm super busy. <laughs> Probably I was sitting right next to him eating, you know, potato chips. Who knows? Well, we have uh, producer Jemmy. Jen is not here. She's at the doctor's office this morning. So Jemmy is here. And you got to mention there on the voicemail, you must be part of the family now. I know. That was so cool. Oh, it's official. The other Jamie. <laughs> the, ma- the mug and the hat didn't do it. That's more, Glenn. I had, to, I had to wait for that. that That's right. <laughs> well, and we want to thank Jennifer, too. She obviously has been part of this show since day one and has produced almost all the episodes that we've ever done. So, and booked a lot of the guests in the beginning and did a lot of work behind the scenes. And we, we thank her for, for putting in the time. We're, I'm hoping she'll be back in t- before the end of the show so that she can say hi. I do have some stats. You want to hear some stats from the last seven years, guys? Yes. 1,808 episodes. Now, Jemmy will back me up being a podcaster. The average length of time a podcast lasts is now about 18 to 20 episodes, and then it dies. 
Really? So, yes. Yeah, so 18, it used it's to be percentage. seven. It's up now to 18. It used to be seven. So we made it a little, Aww. little. I that's a thousand times average, guys, I think. I don't know. 1,000, today's are 1,809 and podcasts last 15? Yeah, 15 to 20 before they quit and didn't realize it's too much work. <laughs> we were just too stupid to quit. <laughs> You're just dumb enough to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> over 3,500 guests we have had over the years. Um, that equates to, and, and Rhonda was almost exactly right, it's one th- 162,000 minutes of programming. That's 2,712 hours we've done this. Um, and if we include our meetings and stuff, we would be over like 6,000 hours. Uh, <laughs> like a long time. Uh, 2,880, and this is a best guess, really bad ads. That's 2,880 really bad ads. And you know what? When we started that, we thought we'd run out of really bad ads too, but... <laughs> That hasn't happened. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Millions of downloads. Just keep writing them. Yep. <laughs> People are as dumb today, as stupid today as they were before. Um, millions of downloads. I don't even. I don't even have a current count, to be honest. Uh, since the beginning, two sponsors have been with us since day one, and that's Omega Alpha and KPP. They, if you remember, Jamie, they were on the first week, and I went back and looked and confirmed that they were on our first week. Uh, Omega Alpha on Monday and KPP on Friday, and seven years later, they're still with us. And, you know, I'm very proud of that. We have a retention rate for sponsors, which means they stick with us for longer than four years, of 70%. That's, and Jimmy can attest to that too in the podcasting world, that's just unheard of. So the (laughs) the loyalty of our sponsors is incredible. And the first guests we had on episode one were Jessica Phoenix... Gina Miles, two eventers, Jessica Phoenix. Jessica had just fallen off at Rolex that year and had had a baby, and we had her on. Gina Miles was well, on. The way you said that, it sounds like she fell off and it made her baby pop up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not exactly right. Almost, though. She rode right up the last minute, so <laughs> could have been. Um, Gina Miles was our first guest on the first day, too, and she was the first guest uh, on Stable Scoop. The first rider guest on Stable Scoop nine years ago. So, Ross Millar from the Royal Fair in Toronto was also on that episode, which must mean that the Royal Fair is coming up in Toronto. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what a what a run, huh? Okay. So, there's a couple things that stick out in my brain because this would not be a show. First of all. You're the evil genius who created this crazy of horses in the morning. Uh, Jennifer stuck a lot of nonsense, a lot of nonsense at the beginning. We were working her to death. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And then 1,809 is today's episode. You can't do that without sponsors. I mean, you can't, you just, it, it's not possible to do a show without sponsors. So we owe so much to all the title sponsors and everybody who's purchased ads, like in the mix of everything. Right. Yeah. And then the real thing that we wouldn't have this show without is freaking listeners. Oh my gosh. Pat yourself on the back. Thank you so much for listening to us and this craziness that we, 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 we want to entertain you. We want to educate you. We want to entertain ourselves. 
first and foremost, didn't educate ourselves. <laughs> it's really all about us. Um, but the fact that you guys tag along is awesome. And I love all of you. And I can't believe it. It's so cool. So yeah. because the sponsors wouldn't stick around if we didn't have listeners. So chicken or the well, egg. And our maybe, listeners which, tend to be buyers. So that is why the sponsors They're stick horse around. people. Right. They're horse chicks. Of course they're buyers. buyers. A couple horse dudes. By the way, we did pass 43,000 unique listeners last month. On average, and I've had this asked before, and I don't mind saying it, on average, we average between 18 and 22,000 a day. So some people tune in for one day. They may only come in for one episode a month, or they tune in every episode. But that's unique listeners was a, a little over 43,000 last month. So thank you to all of you for listening. We really appreciate hey, you guys. And real quick, before we go uh, to Jimmy for on today's show, uh, love and light to all of our friends and listeners in New York City. We have auditors up there and listeners. Oh, my gosh. I, co- I contacted everybody I knew in New York City yesterday. So uh, thank you very much. I'm glad you guys are all okay. All right, Jimmy, what is coming up on this birthday episode? Well, high school student Lindsay Shepard joins us to tell us all about competing in Western Dressage Association America Show's Side Saddle. Scott from the Pollock Report and Around the Track drops by with a look at the Breeders' Cup. And today is the official kickoff to Radiothon with Jessica from Weatherbeta. And also, Jamie, you're going to treat us to the start of Chapter 11 from the Opium Equation. It's a packed show, as always, today, guys. And speaking of today, today is not only All Saints Day and just in time to dig into all that candy, National Healthy Eating Day, but happy (laughs) 7th anniversary. Three horses in the morning, guys. As the newbie on the team, thank you so much for figuring it all out <laughs> before I had to come on board and deal with it. So happy seventh anniversary. <laughs> thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only appropriate that we're celebrating our seventh birthday with 1,800 episodes in the can that my Daily Winnie go out to a brand new baby that's out there. As of last night, this show is now online. Welcome to Finding Florida, the podcast that takes you from country to the coast. Join your tour guides, an unlikely pair, city girl Jemmy and country boy Glenn, as they explore the amazing sights and sounds of the Sunshine State. That's right. Our brand new podcast, the first one I've ever done that is not horse related is out there. It's available now. The first three episodes are up. Jemmy and I are doing one called Finding Florida. And Jemmy, I'm I'm so excited to finally get these episodes. We've been working on them for months, so... Oh my gosh, my brain is giddy. I actually had the our show opener stuck in my head all day yesterday. I was trick-or-treating and kind of bopping around to our show opener in my head. It's a true story. <laughs> we want you to all go take a listen. Even if you don't live in Florida, you're going to um, you're going to definitely enjoy this show. It's a lot of fun. It's meant to be entertaining first, educational second, and I think we kind of accomplished that. Mm-hmm. We had a bunch of uh, people to, that listened to it, a f- sort of a focus group, and the feedback has been excellent. So if you It's been really, really good. And, Jemmy, it's been a joy doing this with you. Next week, we go on our second adventure, actually, to record the next shows. 
I know, I know. It's good. Do you want to say what it's? What yeah, the first is? the first ones that are out now was our ten free things to do in Disney World in one day using only Disney transportation, and we kind of have an introductory mm-hmm. episode, an A and a B. Listen to A first, go to one A, and then listen to one B, and then we decided <laughs> we that figure that out. Yeah, so then we decided <laughs> that we're gonna switch it up a little, and this next one is a road trip, and we are doing the animals of Route One. So over two days, we're going to be traveling up Route 1, down from West Palm Beach, Wellington area, north, and we're going to be talking about all the different, we're going to be going to different places that highlight animals, we're going to be going to some places where you find them in the wild, and we're going to be talking about the unique animals of Florida on a road trip. So that should be a lot of fun, too. Let me stop you there, because let me Mm -hmm. tell you what I hear when you say things. We are going to highlight the animals on Route 1. Sounds like... You're going to be looking for roadkill on the freeway <laughs> well, and commenting about each one. You never know. We, well, we don't, we're not making any promises that that won't be part of this. <laughs> okay. Just it checking. Is, it just, is Route uh, 1. Find your social media feeds for interesting I- images. <laughs> FindingFloridaPodcast.com or Finding Florida, any of your podcast players, iTunes, or any of the players you listen to, just search for Finding Florida. We'll show up, and we would love for you to take a listen and let, let us know what you think. We're very excited. So, a, a show that's seven years old and a show that's just a baby, just getting born. So, one day old. It just came out yesterday. One day old. <laughs> well, I don't usually take requests, typically because I don't get any requests, but that's not the point. I don't usually take requests on songs because, you know, I mean, <laughs> It's kind of a, it should be expensive to request a song from me. So, <laughs> yeah. but Michaela said she wants to hear, <clears throat> she's posted on our auditor's page. I want to hear Jamie sing uh, 22 by Taylor Swift for my birthday uh, on Wednesday. Michaela, what's wrong with you? <clears throat> Here we go. Yeah, we're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical, oh yeah. Tonight's the night and we forget about the deadlines. It's time. Uh-oh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Everything will be alright if you keep me next to you. And you don't know about me, but I bet you want to. Everything will be alright. We keep on dancing like we're 22. Yeah, 22. Okay. Uh, um, happy birthday, yeah. Taylor. Um, your voice all of a sudden got so much better. I'm amazing. And yeah. my name is Susan Stovall, and I live two doors down. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way in hell that was you. Okay, that sounds impossible, Michaela. I actually practiced a little. I was like, okay, I could do this. Oh, no, I can't. So there's a young lady that lives a couple doors down, and she is a... <laughs> She's the theater I tell major. You, I had to think about whether that was actually Taylor doing it a cappella because her voice is so synthesized sometimes that 
I had to think about it. It was really good. <laughs> it was amazing. Good job, Susan. And happy birthday, Michaela. You're welcome. By the way, if, uh, if, uh, if Susan wants to fill in with uh, for you anytime, she's more than welcome. Uh, <laughs> no problem oh, there. Oh, yeah, exactly. A <laughs> um, little bit of news. <clears throat> we had, uh, aside from an amazing trick-or-treating in Halloween evening uh, last night with me as Batman, Chad as Robin, that's what happens when you go to the costume store the day before Halloween. There's girl Batman and there's no boy Batman. There was only boy Robin. <laughs> so I was Batman. He was Robin. I bet you he loved Lucas being second ninja. fiddle to you. That's the way it usually I is. I pulled so. it out and he was like, really? And, and, and Lucas goes, dad, you're Robin. And I, he's like, Robin's a boy. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank you, buddy. So I was Batman. <laughs> Chad was Robin. Anyway, so... um. We had, you know, remember I told you on Monday that there was a little Jack Russell dog that was found. It showed up at my place when I was in Ireland. Oh, yes, yes, yes. made itself right at home, made itself super comfortable. And it was sleeping with Lucas. It was, oh, my gosh. And he loved this dog. Chad loved the dog. He's like, let's get rid of all the other dogs and keep that one. Like, that was Chad's, like, he does he's not a dog person per se. So, uh, but he loved the dog. And it's a uh, turns out it's a t- it's a, a shorty Jack Russell, so it's a Jack Russell, but even smaller. It's so cute. It's his legs one inch long. <laughs> oh, well, sad news. I was I, you know, so he kind of like, was wandering around. I thought I need to get him a tag just in case I lose him. Somebody at least can call me because we're still looking for his owners. And we went and got him a little tag for his collar, and we're on our way home. And I stop at the store to get some hay and. There's a dang sign out front with his picture on it. And I said, oh, Lucas, look at that. And he's like, what? Oh, he goes, it's Trooper. It's Trooper in the picture. And I was like, buddy, do you know what that means? And he was like, it's Trooper in the picture. And I go, that means somebody's looking for him. We we might have found his owners. And he was like, but he's our dog. Uh Oh, <laughs> oh God. Okay. Jeez, the so tears start. I, make, <laughs> I make the call and they are like, oh my gosh, you found him. I was like, no, it might not be your dog. What color color? Is he neutered? What color? I was like, I was like asking all these questions. <laughs> and then I was like, if it is your dog, if you don't want him, we'll take, I was like, and you know, honestly, I'm hoping that you get out here and like, cause randomly in our neighborhood, there might be more than one shorty Jack Russell lost. It could happen. That looks exactly like well, exactly one, exactly yeah. like him. So they come to the house. The dog is elated to see them. You know, he's like, and jumps into her arms, and she's happy, and he's happy, and and I'm like, okay, Lucas, this is his owner. We have to say goodbye. And turns out his name is Tank. He's seven years old, and his <laughs> Tank, and he's like two inches tall. It's so funny. And he was like, and 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 I looked at my son. And I don't think that my heart has ever broken like this. I looked at him and I was like, hey, buddy, you got to say goodbye to Tank. And the tear, uh, just like the eruption of emotion coming out of my four-year-old, just he, he just split in two. He was just so inconsolable. And he, he wouldn't even say goodbye. He oh, cried <laughs> for like three These poor people hours. must have felt like schmucks taking their own dog back. <laughs> she actually kind of 
like looked at him and grabbed the dog and left. <laughs> and I don't blame her because that's not her drama. She just was happy to have her dog back. Anyway, he cried for like three hours. Every meal now, he's like, I miss having Trooper under the table. Because he's like feeding him scraps, you know. <laughs> Trooper so would have anyway, been 300 pounds. He would have been a tank. <laughs> oh, the dog found his home and he did his owner and I did the right thing. And I'm feeling like I'm a good person, sort of, except for I broke my child's heart. But you know, I, I'm like, Lucas, what if it was Danny? What if it was Danny and we lost Danny and somebody decided to keep Danny? And he, I think he gets it. But anyway, I just wanted to update you on the doggy drama. Or well, the, it's I mean, just preparing dog- him for getting his heart broken by many girls in the future. So, <laughs> I'm just training you, child. That's right. I'm just getting prepared. Life is disappointing. Life is disappointing <laughs> and it sucks and you will hate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right, let's go to our first guest. We have Lindsay Shepard on here and she competes in Western dressage. And we've been talking a lot about Western dressage. It's one of the biggest, fastest upcoming disciplines in the horse world. But she does it a little bit differently. And I think she's got to be the only one, to be honest. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Now, you're a high school student, it says here. Yes, I'm actually currently sitting in our library taking this call. Are you cutting class? That's good. We encourage that to talk to us, actually. Don't listen to him. (laughs) So, So, Lindsay, you ride Western dressage, but you do it side saddle. Yes, um... I actually, I first started out riding English, uh, side saddle and jumping. And then when the Western dressage came along, I knew I just, I had the perfect horse for it. And he loved the side saddle and loves doing the laterals and stuff, which I think is really weird, but never said he was normal. (laughs) Um, And he loves doing the Western dressage side saddle. And it's so much fun for me. And it's different which makes it all the better. Okay, so how did a teenage... Uh, let's let's back up a little bit. First, tell us about your horse. Okay. Um, my horse, uh, his name is Finkelstein. Um, he's a rescue. Wait a minute, what was it again? Finkelstein, like Frankenstein. Oh, I got it, okay. Um, I, the rescue named him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he looks kind of like a big spider. He's a 21-year-old... Uh, wow. Weezer M. Oldenburg, and he used to be a hunter jumper, and then he injured himself, and now he just does dressage. Okay, so, so let me let me back up a little. Not only do we have a teenager in high school that rides side saddle, we have a teenager in high school that rides side saddle in Western dressage with an Oldenburg. <laughs> yes. <that's- laughs> Bet you those judges have never seen that combination before after seeing 1,150 quarter horses right before you. Oh, no, I get a lot of weird looks. (laughs) We do really well. (laughs) Well, you should. Well, so where did the fascination with side saddle come in? Um, Well, my mom uh, does Western dressage instruction, and uh, we had a boarder come in, and she rode side saddle, and I really wanted to try it. And it's just something I always thought would be cool to do. And so I tried it, fell in love, first ride, <laughs> and um, it just kind of took off from there. That's very cool. Now, what 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 are the challenges of riding side saddle for Western dressage? Um, 
with the patterns you have to do? Well, the challenge I'd say most is teaching the horse how to respond to uh, your cane or an, I use a dressage whip uh, because my horse does not like the cane. It's just a bit thicker material. Uh, the dressage whip he just responds better to for some reason. And all it is just teaching him to move off the pressure of me squeezing the whip against his side like it were if my leg and um, having to teach him to balance himself, not having my other leg to help support him. Mm. So, yeah, that makes sense. In Western dressage, yeah, in Western dressage, you can use your voice. So I've done a lot of voice training with him. Um, like when I ask him to half pass or leg yield, I always, I say his name so he knows I'm talking to him. And then I tell him over. And he's learned that cue as, okay, I need to move off this uh, cue and go over. And he does it really well. Just kind of took a took the tricks from the drivers there with, with talking to them. And, and even when driving, you're supposed to say their name first so that they understand that, okay, yeah. this is addressed to yeah. you now. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. And so I, how, I, I, how, have, how have you scored? Are the judges kind or do they go, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at? What a... um, my first two years, they were really, really rough. Um, the judges didn't understand anything. In a sense, I was kind of bullied by the judges and the competitors. They didn't like me being there um, because it was different. And some people don't take well to change. <laughs> and this just, yeah. Just There's the understatement of the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, the judges actually, they took notice and said, hey, we need to do this right. And um, this year I got the people... Everything changed. People were nice to me. The judges were very nice to me. Although I will say the first two years, they were a great life lesson for me in learning how to just keep pushing through and with that driving force to keep it up and going. Wow. So What changed, though? Okay, so that begs the question. You did it for two years. Obviously, they got used to seeing you around and went, oh, well, you know, she's just riding side saddle. They finally accepted that. But what do you think was the catalyst that changed it? Um, well, we got different judges from a different organization. I'm not sure which organization, um, but the, I'd say more of the change was the fact that I was not giving up and they were going to have to just deal with it and they were the judges were going to have to know how to judge it. Right. Wow. That makes sense. Well, this is terrific. I love that you're doing this. Uh, Side saddle is kind of a dying art, although there are more and more people at least giving it a try now. You see, uh, we've seen jumping, we've seen some really high jumping in side saddles, and now in Western dressage, you have to be the only one in the country, right? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, But so far, I've been the only one competing at the Western Dressage World Show. There you go. I was supposed to go. Yeah. I was supposed to go compete at Devon, but I'm not old enough yet, so maybe next year. <laughs> well, hang in there. I love this. Terrific job. There's a Facebook uh, post where you can actually see Lindsay doing side saddle, and we're going to post that on our uh, Facebook page as well, so we'll link to that. Uh, we'll link to your profile where you can see the pictures there. Thank you, Lindsay. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank take you. care, and good luck. Thanks. Thank you. You too.
Okay, there's something I didn't think we'd be talking about today, a side saddle Western dressage Oldenburg. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> and you know what, though? That had to be hard for her for those two years. I mean, hard. Because you feel yeah, like... I don't know. She sounds like the kind. She She's not going to let it affect her. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, and you know, there's a world too. They're used to their quarter horses, but that's changing now too. There's more and more uh, breeds coming into Western dressage. And I think we're going to see some changes there as time mm-hmm. goes on. All right. Let's talk about our title sponsor for today. Well, if you sign up at Horse Lovers for emails, they will send you certain emails randomly, like the one I got yesterday that was like, shh, preferred customers only, trick or treat cash. They just randomly give you discounts. But uh, it was like $10 off $100, $30 off $250, $50 off any $300 order. So they had that going on. But I want to tell you a little secret. I am teaching Precious Magic Gallop Jennings how to drive. And I've been working on driving her. And it, I got the cart. I got the cart before the harness, you know, <laughs> one of those things. Of course. So I, I I got the cart and it's a really nice cart. You know, I don't know how long I'm going to do this. I don't know how long I'm going to want to do this. And I've been getting quotes for harnesses that are like eight, five to $800. And I just can't commit a thousand dollars in tack to a pony that doesn't know how to drive to and a rider or teacher that doesn't know how to teach a horse to drive. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to my I world felt, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm just like the blind leading the blind. I did find somebody to take a lesson from who lives in my neighborhood, but I need a harness. And so she gave me a number. And of course it was five to $800 to get a custom harness. I'm like, why do I need a custom harness for a fat little fi- a free pony? Anyway, guess who came in to, to play here? Horselovers.com. They are having a closeout on all tough one things. And I went and I bought a harness for Precious Magic oh, Gallop cool. Jennings. I did. And guess how much it was? 150 bucks. Well, that's the right like, price for a starter pony. You're not sure you're going to continue to drive. <laughs> so exactly. I mean, you know, if she gets into it or something, then I'll call the custom people. But for now, like, this is sensible merchandise that you need and use. And and I want to thank Carly, our listener, for pointing it out to me. And so I just wasn't committed to spending five to eight hundred dollars for a harness. And here's one on horse lovers. Are you kidding me? They just pop up on sale. So whenever something that you need comes on sale, I mean that you need, just sign up on horse lovers and boom, you'll get like a email and you'll be like, oh my God, that's exactly it. And it doesn't take very long to wait. So horselovers.com. I'll let you know how my harness goes. Yay. I can't wait to see the pictures of you guys running into trees. I mean, yes. uh, avoiding the trees. You don't have trees. So oh yeah. You're just good. cactus here. So <laughs> that won't be bad at all. No, no that won't hurt. Horselovers.com. They have it all. And I did notice the tough one sale right now. They have over 500 different products. So it's, uh, it, I might have also... Uh, yeah, other I, things. I, yeah. I, I might have also done yeah. some other shopping. I, I'm I, like, well, I'm here. I guess that. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are very excited because guess what? November 1st is, Jamie. Oh, my God. Can I just tell you that the other thing I, one of the other things I bought was a brand new weather beater for Zara. <laughs> Baby Zara needs a blanket. And so I got a weather beater. For, but they're already shipping stuff. 
I might as well just throw it in. Yeah, just throw it in, right? That's right. Well, yeah. we have Weatherbeater with us, and there's a reason that we always have them with us at the beginning of November, usually November 1st, and that's what it is. Not only is it our birthday today, seven years on the show here, it is going to be our third annual Radiothon, and we have a Jess with us, and we also have Jack with us. Hi, Jess. Hi, how are you, Glenn? Good. Sales director Good for Weatherbeater. Did I get that right, Jess? You are correct. That is my job title. So, and then I also have Jack Greenberg here, who is our best sales rep. Um, he actually reps, reps the, the Midwest. So he's actually going to be talking to us about Western Blankets. Um, oh, cool. That's our new and exciting thing this year. Um, we have the new Weatherbeater Western Blankets within the regular Comfy Tech line. So it's got a lot of great features on it. Um, and fantastic patterns. Well, so I'm going well, to hand me, it off let me to Jack. Hold off one wait, second. Wait, wait, wait. Jack, let me uh, get to you in one sure. second. First, uh, we want to thank sure. you guys. This is the third year that we are doing the Holiday Radiothon. You guys have been with us since year one. You've been with us since the start. And I don't think, Jess, that you might not have been there yet. But uh, when I went to Weatherbeat and said, hey, look, we got this crazy idea. Let's do 12 hours live on Cyber Monday. Let's have like 30 hosts. Let's get uh, big name guests. We're going to start the day with Charlie Daniels. uh, And we're going to get some big name guests from the horse world all throughout the day. And also, we're going to invite callers. We might get a few. And then we're going to invite our listeners to send in some voicemails where they sing songs and write poems. And in, and and I remember sitting there talking to you, to you guys at Ada actually at the trade show, and you were like right away, yes, we want to do it. And we had no idea one whether we could pull it off technologically. It's twelve hours live, and two whether we could coordinate all these moving pieces. Well, it worked, and we ended up doing a second year last year, and we started the day uh, with with a friend of Jamie's from Sugarland. So he was, and you'll hear him a little bit later here, but it was a whole lot of fun. And you, I just want to thank you because you went with us on this little parade before we knew it was going to be anything. And now it really has become the thing that everybody looks forward to at Christmas. Well, thank you for letting us be a part of it. And congratulations on your, uh, your anniversary here. Well, now you guys are the title sponsor and the official blanket sponsor of Radiothon. And I know, because I saw it, Ada, that you were getting a little bit more westerny. And so so we'll, we'll go to Jack right now and find out what is different, what, what makes this a western line. Well, what, we, what we've done is we've adapted some of the western-themed concepts into our Comfort Tech Essential range. Uh, it is a 1,200-denier ripstop repel shell-coated outer with a waterproof and breathable uh, liner. Um, the, 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 West, the Western market is really um, huge potential there. And we experimented with a couple of patterns this, this season, which are already in the stores and doing extremely well at retail. So for 2018, we're really excited about bringing on six brand new patterns, uh, also Western themed. And this, this year, of course, are our blankets out in the Northwest, the Far West, uh, who have experienced some wet and cold weather already, are, are selling extremely well. Uh, the Comfort Tech range basically is our uh, comfort 
and fit through technology and all of the components, as I mentioned, with the 1200 denier, our shoulder gussets, which uh, contribute to ease of movement, the twin adjustable front buckle closure, uh, adjustable leg straps, our traditional tail flaps, our singles, and a fleece with a protector, all are designed for maximum comfort for the horse and maximum protection from the elements. Uh, Weatherbeater, of course, is the number one blanket manufacturer in the world. Uh, we have label recognition, and it's a, it's a product that customers actually come into the stores and literally ask for. I need a Weatherbeater blanket. Uh, they they know they know the quality they know the durability so it's uh, it's it's a very exciting time of the year for us and the introduction of the western patterns now has opened up a brand new uh, whole whole brand new market for us and we intend to capitalize on that and uh, and grow that even bigger and further. Are they in the stores now so people can um, buy them? So yes, yes, they are. Okay, good. Uh, Jess? Um, so I just want to go through, yeah, a couple of the patterns that we have this year. So um, I think you got a spot on this a little bit later, but we have a Navajo print, uh, which is really vibrant, very, very pretty. And then we also have a diamond plate. So um, the bed of your truck, for instance, is um, kind of an example of what that is going to look like yeah. for you. Do you know so what diamond plate is, Jamie? Adaptable. Jamie, it, uh, you know what diamond plate is? You'll see that also on toolboxes and shops. And oh, yeah, 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 that's the what you silver. see. That silver with that's the little exactly lines. Where I pulled it from. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it's cool. I saw the blanket. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and, and I felt that you know I, I did that basically as I felt it represented strength and durability. And of course, with so many people having the uh, the diamond plating on trucks and various other type of of structures, uh, I thought it was very adaptable into the Western range. Well, not only that, it's cool. The hor- uh, it's horse husband approved, and guys like it. So there you go. I mean, that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, also, wanted to mention. So, not only does this appeal to people that may lean more towards Western riding, but I mean, I'm in the hunter and jumper field. Um, also, dressage, and I like these blankets too. They're just really stylish. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily just keep it to Western, um, because I think it's appropriate for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I'm an inventor and I want the Navajo, my little Mustang would look so amazing. That mm-hmm. would be cool. yeah, yeah. I bet he would actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would be well, cool. And, and, and to Jess's point that many of our English tax stores brought in these patterns as well, because they felt they were new, different and exciting. And just like you said, Jamie, you know, uh, it, it just makes it new and different. Unlike something that's, you know, nothing that's ever been out there before. So I love it. <clears throat> so guys, um, you, you also have all your traditional blanket lines as well. This is just the, the newest of them. And every time I go to Ada, Jamie, you've been there. I mean, there's like a multitude of blankets you can choose from. And, and that's every weight from lightweight that we might use here in Florida, from sheets to lightweight blankets to middleweight to heavyweight. Uh, and they're all there. Where can they go? What's the website? Uh, we have one more announcement to make too, but what's the website where they can go and see the new patterns especially 
Uh, you can go on weatherbeta.com. That's where okay. you'll see everything that we offer. So from the Comfy Tech Premier line all the way down to just the regular Comfy Tech. Um, Premier is obviously our, our ultimate line. Um, in fact, the top of our line blanket is called the Weatherbeta Comfy Tech Ultra Cozy. And if you want to talk about bells and whistles, this thing has them all. Um, if you want your horse to stay ridiculously warm and dry over the, the winter season, he definitely will in the Comfy Tech Ultra Cozy, which also comes with a free matching fleece. Um, so there's a huge value in this particular blanket. Glenn, I would um, like to put in my just... Christmas wish list for a 76 in the Navajo. <laughs> Thank you very much, Glenn. Okay, I'm writing that down. That's 76 yeah. Navajo. Yeah, we've been together seven years. I want a dang present. Yeah, yeah well, you know, I didn't get you a birthday <laughs> present, so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> apologize. Well, just to let you know, I know you mentioned a size 76. They actually run from 69 to 84 in increments of three. So if you need a 76, I would recommend a 75. Okay, perfect. That's the size then. All right, That's 75. One. Put that down, Glenn. All right, I'm writing it down, Navajo. <laughs> and lightweight. She lives in Arizona. She probably doesn't need the 400 denier. So, uh, I need the medium weight. Yeah, okay, medium weight because okay. I clip him. Well, when we talk about – I just want to correct that, Glenn. So when we talk about denier, it actually means the strength of the outer shell. Yes, fabric. <gasps> I said that wrong. Does um, it really? So when you're talking yes. about – it's okay. Yeah, so when you're talking about weights, you're going to talk about Phil. the gram weight yeah. of the polyfill. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. Okay, exactly. I, that's what so I meant to say, and it came out wrong. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't that's know okay. that. We we do um, three sixty so, is our is our heavy. So three hundred and sixty. That means that this thing is like indestructible, sort of. Or no, you're trying no, to the, make d- it. The outer shell is the denier, and you're, what would the like the one she's looking at now? What would the denier be on the outer shell? And that's the strength of the outer shell. Good conversation so to have. If anyway, we're looking at the comfy tech. And then we're looking at that Navajo print. It's going to be a 1200D outer shell um, in a box weave. So it's going to be plenty strong, and it's going to have rip stop as well. So what that basically means is if it rips, it doesn't rip through the entire blanket. It actually stops um, at, at a certain point so that you don't damage a huge portion of the blanket, and you can patch it if you absolutely have to. Okay. Um, and then the top of the line blanket comes in a 1680D um, Teflon coated outer, nothing's getting through this thing. It's, okay, it's pretty that's, indestructible. That's what that's what Zeus the Mustang needs. He because he is a destro- destroyer. <laughs> so okay, well we What's call that, that a wrecker. So yeah, okay. if he's a wrecker, then that's what he needs. <laughs> All right, <laughs> perfect. I'm writing it down. I see. I did not learn something <laughs> new today. Y'all got to talk down to us Good, people who, who don't work for you. We're kind of dumb. Oh, no, <laughs> certainly don't have to talk down, but definitely educate for sure. Yeah. And we have another announcement here before we let you guys go. And that is that you've so graciously donated once again, one of the grand prizes for Radiothon that we'll give away in hour 12 at the end of hour 12. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk in a, in a little promotion we have here coming up about how they can win the prizes. But um, do you want me to go over it or do you guys want to go over what's in, what's in the grand prize? Jess? No, no, Glenn. I mean, by all means, go ahead. All right. So the grand prize, there is going to be a premier free detached net medium blanket in gray plaid they're going to have a combo fleece cooler in gray plaid they're going to do a 1200 denier parka in gray plaid i assume that's a people parka no it's actually a doggy parka oh doggy parka (gasps) oh my god my dog can match my horse (laughs) 
<laughs> and then yes. some. Oh. That's the idea, Jamie. <laughs> oh my god! I need the jacket too. Okay, make one for humans, and I'm going to buy them all. <laughs> we'll get on it. We're we're, we're getting on it right now. And That's then awesome. deluxe travel boots. I assume for your horse again. Um, for, uh, Those are for your horse. Yes, uh, <laughs> deluxe travel boots in black. So you're going to have the complete outfit here. That's a $500 value that will be given away to one lucky winner. And I will say that with uh, the terrific sponsors that have come through already, we're looking at over $4,000 of stuff we're going to give away all day. I don't know anybody else that does that at Christmas time. I so, want my dog to match my horse so bad I can't <laughs> Lucky would look so cute in his little parka. I know, lucky <laughs> suits. <laughs> well, guys, thank you again so much. Give out the website. One more time. It's weatherbeta.com. Weatherbeta.com. We're looking forward to also chatting with you at the beginning of the 12 hours because that's what always happens. One of Weatherbeta uh, employees, I don't know, is that going to be you this time, Jess? You're going to come on and break the champagne bottle over the, over the show? Sure. Okay. That sounds fantastic. I'd love to. <laughs> All right. We can, we start early <laughs> drinking that day. It's Christmas. Why not? All right. Thanks, Jess. Excellent. And, you and know what? <laughs> thanks, Jack. <clears throat> All right, take care. Thank you. Thank you, Thank guys. You. All right, bye. Bye-bye. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's getting to be Radiothon time again. I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I don't have any more famous friends to bring on. Uh, you better get to work. We're counting on you for somebody. You said that last year, and then you pulled that one out of the hat, and we're going to hear... I know, but that's We're going to hear a little bit about that one in a special promo that Wendy and I put together for this year's Radiothon. Take I'm a listen. Wendy oh here with Dr. Wendy Ying, and we welcome you to the special preview episode of the third annual Holiday Radiothon by Weatherbeta. Do you hear what I hear? That's right, everyone. Horse Radio Network Radiothon is here. Yep, Glenn, it's that time again. Dust off those nerve-wracking holiday tunes. Jamie, get prepared to have Dominic the Christmas Donkey stuck in your head on a loop. Listeners, make sure to call out sick, sit back, and uncork the wine. Because you know that 12 hours of Horse Radio Network is going to be a jolly good time. Otters and fans, get ready to share your best holiday wishes, poems, songs, and delight. So turn up the volume and unwrap your holiday cheer. Get ready to be astounded and amazed by all the sponsored giveaways. I mean, fantastic guests that the host tirelessly took the time to book throughout the year. But most of all, be joyous and be happy. And for heaven's sake, get your daughter or son that Christmas pony. So before the sound gets to sound like a really bad ad, I want to wish everyone and their equine friends health, wealth, and merriment today and throughout the year. Well, that's right, everybody. It is that time of the year. Radiothon is coming, Wendy. Yay, Radiothon! Can My you, favorite time of the year. Can you believe it's been... Th- this is our third. Yes, I can believe it. I remember saying to Wendy, let's do this 12-hour live event at Christmas, and she went, are you crazy? I did not. I said, yeah, that sounds great. Everybody else said it's crazy. Yeah, we were both into it, and everybody else said we were nuts. And look, we're here three years later. We had over 50,000 downloads last year, and we're so excited for this year. The date is coming up. It's on November 27th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and that is always on Cyber Monday, which is the biggest shopping day online of the year. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving. For new people, we should explain what Radiothon is. Oh, Radiothon is a whole 12 hours of nonstop horsey chat, fun, prizes, giveaways, 
funny things. Great guests. It's so fun. It is fun. And and our listeners participate. We had over a hundred people submit entries last year. We're going to talk about that. And it's just holidays all day long. It's Christmas. And it has become one of the biggest Christmas traditions now in the horse world. People are taking off work that day so they can listen live. (laughs) It is so cool. We're calling in sick, I think. Either one. Yeah. One or the other. We divide. Because you can stay home and shop. That's right. You can shop. Monday, so you're saving money, and you can be listening to Horse Radio Network all day. All day. Put it on at the barn. Put it on at work. Put it on everywhere you go, in your car. We don't care. The day is divided into 12 hourly segments. We start at 9 a.m., go to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We have 20 different hosts that are joining us all day long. Wendy and I are the MCs. We're there with you all day. We are in for the long road. Yep. Now, we have dozens of scheduled guests. So last year and the past couple of years, we've had some amazing guests. George Morris, Stuart Pittman, Melanie Smith-Taylor. We had a a bunch of different Olympians on, including Laura Graves was on last year. Authors, Tammy Hogue, Monty Roberts. We had Doc Martin. Remember Doc Martin? Martin Clunes from Doc Martin Show, BBC. Richard Schrake. Just a whole bunch bunch of guests that you would recognize, Linda Tellington-Jones, Guy McLean, and that's just last year, the year before that. How about Lisa Kelly, Ice Road Trucker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we end the day with a party. We always end a day with a party, so you can look forward to that, too. We have Horse Husbands on. It's just a whole day of fun, and uh, the scheduled guests are just part of that day, but last year... We started the day with a very special guest, and I have a little clip of that right here. This is Christian Bush of Sugarland. Maybe, baby, I see you this Christmas. What do you say? What's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, my favorite Christmas song, strangely enough, is Frosty the Snowman. I have never recorded Frosty the Snowman. I don't know why, but it is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And that's, that's a really simple, weird answer, but that's that's the truth. I write a lot of Christmas songs, so um, and none of them are as good as Frosty. <laughs> there you go. That's Christian You can't Bush. beat a classic. <laughs> he has 5 million followers on Facebook. They've sold tens of millions of records. And Frosty, he is considered the classic. <laughs> you know what I think super fun about Radiothon? You can tune in any time of day, and you're going to hear horsey people talking about horsey stuff, which we horse people all love, right? So you're going to hear something that you're interested in, but you don't know what it's going to be. And it's not just a plain old interview. We're asking people to share like a memory or a story is something they never talk about. That's right. You know, and you know, it's not we, a normal interview. It's just a, it's, we started it's, the last year with Charlie Daniels or the first year with oh, yeah. Charlie Daniels yeah, on, remember? And yeah, he had so good. much fun telling us about his horses. I and know. He was on for half an hour just going on and on about his ranch and his horses. When yeah. I don't care how big a celebrity you are, when you're talking about your own horses, that brings it all down to level, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep, it does. There's no question about it. Well, we also give away prizes all day long, over $4,000 in prizes this year. And the way you win those prizes or have the opportunity to win those prizes is by doing one of two things. And that is submitting a voicemail to us 
we, you know, you heard one of them. Nikki did the opener there earlier in the show. That was just a voicemail that she put together and submitted. You can submit a voicemail to us singing a song. You can write a poem. You can do, uh, you can just call, you can just record something and tell us this year's theme is your ultimate horsey Christmas gift, past, present, or future. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, this was voted on by our listeners for this year, and we, you can just call us on the voicemail line and tell us about your ultimate horsey, horsey Christmas gift. And it could be one you had in the past, maybe one you're hoping for this year, or one you're hoping for in the future. We kind of left it open-ended, so you can really tell us about anything. It could be a fantasy. I think there's, there's going to be a lot of living quarters... Horse trailers. Or, you know, horses like Totalus. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be something like that, Secretary. Or giant farms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe some people already had their ultimate horsey Christmas gift in a past Christmas, and they'll tell us about that. So we're excited for you to contribute. All of you that that sent in voicemails in past years have been so clever. You, a lot of times they include... They include us in them, you know, our, all the hosts and the shows you love on here on the Horse Radio Network. A lot of times the songs include us or our sponsors. We really like what they include our sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. But Avery gave us an example of a poem she wrote. "'Twas the night before Radiothon when all through HRN headquarters, all the critters were sleeping, even P.T. Scooter." The voicemails were edited and ready to play in anticipation of this long day. The hosts were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of eggnog and cider danced in their heads. And Glenn the Geek in his Big Bang Theory PJs and Jen and her fifth that just settled in to catch some last-minute <laughs> snoozes. When out in the pasture arose such a clatter, Glenn sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the barn he flew like a flash, tugged on his ovation country boots to avoid a big splash. The moon on the green grassy paddock showed Glenn a scene that gave him such a panic. When what to his eyes should appear but two big mustangs and one that girl Jamie with lots of cheer. With so much excitement she couldn't stay away, so she got on Zeus and Pony Thor and galloped to Ocala with a neigh. More rapid than Santa, her mustangs did fly. Across rivers and mountains and deserts, they astonished passers-by. On Zeus, on Thor, let us go see Scooter and Nigel. Glenn, Coach Jen, and Dr. Wendy are idle. Nobody need fear, Jamie has lots of surprises, and will help with Radiothon to give out thousands of prizes. See, isn't that clever? That was that's so good. Cute. That was very cute. Well, that's one of the How ways. How did she know about your pajamas? I don't know. <laughs> she also you knew take about selfies my country in your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the ways that you can win is by sending us an entry. Those entries need to be in by the 15th of November because we need to have time to put them together into packages all day long. And we had over a hundred of those last year, Wendy. And I don't know about you, but that uh, was my favorite part of every hour was listening to our listeners. I know, that was good. And you can find out more about how to do that. Just go to HolidayRadiothon.com. HolidayRadiothon.com. It'll tell you how to enter to win. Click the Enter to Win button. The other way you can enter to win some of the $4,000 in prizes is by calling in that day. You'll be able to use our call-in number. We had over 160 calls all day long. Whether you get on the air or not, as soon as you call, you're entered to win the prizes. We'll give them out all day long. And then at the end of the day, we have two great 
grand prizes, each worth over $500. So you'll, we'll find out more about that on the website at HolidayRadiothon.com. We'll have all the prizes listed there. And thank you to our sponsors who are donating those. So we have a lot to do between now and then in preparing for this. We'll have announcements coming up on Horses in the Morning and all the different shows about the guests that we're booking. So how do you listen? You go to HolidayRadioThon.com to listen live. Or you can go to any of our websites. Go to HorseRadioNetwork.com. Or the simplest and easiest way to listen live that day is to download our app. Download the Horse Radio Network app from either App Store, iOS, or Android, and there's a live listen button. And you can use your phone to listen all day live. That's one of the best ways to do that. Well, we're going to end this, and we look forward to everybody seeing you all on November 27th. Cyber Monday for the Holiday Radiothon. And the website, again, for all the details and how to enter and everything is HolidayRadiothon.com. And we're going to end with one of the entries from last year, and she enters every year, and she is amazing. We're going to play the show out with this. This is Elizabeth. Santa baby, just slip the saddle under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. That's Elizabeth. She is terrific, and she actually joins us every year, gives us an uh, an unbelievable song that we get to play on the show, and so many of you do as well. Uh, do you... You want me to sing Taylor Swift 22 again to show you my talent? Uh, no, that's okay. We're good. Uh, we're good on that right now. So I want to do, though, say that Jennifer is here. She's back, and she's stopping in just to say, Happy birthday, Jennifer! Happy birthday! Yay! Happy birthday anniversary. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. Happy birthday. We're still at this. Hard to believe. Yeah. Yep, we are. That's Jennifer's. Jennifer's like, oh my God, we're still doing this. <laughs> Jamie and I were all like, oh, this is fun. We're still doing this. And, and Jennifer's like, oh God, we're still doing this. <laughs> I'm like, well, I said, I'm, this is the longest radio job any radio person has ever had. Okay. <laughs> but I think Horse Radio Network might be the longest job I've ever had in my whole life, actually. God, that's true for me, too. Okay, well, good. And we haven't run out of crap to, to talk about yet. yet. That's yeah. amazing. We're still finding crap to Look, we had a side saddle riding Western Dressage Oldenburg today. See, I mean, dude, that's how desperate we are for guests <laughs> because you just can't make stuff like that up. We're like, let's find the most obscure thing ever. And oh, okay, let's do some Western Dressage. Oh, but let's add the side saddle and let's throw in a teenager on an Oldenburg. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's funny. Well, we uh, we are we we are excited to still be here, and there's a couple other people that are too. You want to hear a couple more voicemails from listeners? Sure. All right, and Jennifer, hold on. You get the you're in this too. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, maybe. Hi, listener. Um, happy birthday! Wow, let's start that over. I screwed it up. There we go. Hey there, Glenn and Jamie and Jennifer. It's Dawn Deans in Ohio, longtime listener. Um, happy birthday to Horses in the Morning. Um, wanted to call in. Um, I was trying to think back to how long I've been listening to you guys, and it, it 
has been seven years. I, I think I started listening right after you guys started. So that, that's just crazy um, and amazing. So I'm so glad I found you guys, and um, y'all are like family. Um, so here's to many more years, and congratulations, and happy birthday, and um, take care. Bye. Just want to say happy birthday to my horse radio network peeps. It's a great podcast. My hands-down favorite, entertaining and informative. Here's to your seventh birthday, and let's hope for many more. Congratulations. Bye. I don't know who that was. They didn't leave their name. Oh, say your name when you (laughs) call. One more right now while we're waiting uh, to do our Breeders' Cup report. Thank you so much to Dawn and, and everybody that's left these messages. What can I say? My passion is medicine and horses. I knew very little about horses about four years ago. My daughter went off to school, and I figured I'd better start learning about horses and take care of her horse. And then I found the Horse Radio Network, especially Horses in the Morning, who taught me so much about horses, fostered my passion, etc., changed my life, and I've said that many times. So I love you guys. This is Dr. Ellen from Manhattan. Thanks so much to Glenn, Jen, and Jamie. Cheers. Happy birthday. Bye. And Dr. Ellen's been one of our biggest supporters, like from almost day one, I think, uh, up there she's in Manhattan. She's amazing. Yeah. And I, I did chat with her yesterday after the, the terrorist attack, and she's doing well, as well as you can expect, I guess, in a situation like that. So, oh, my gosh, she's amazing. She actually was one of the, the big supporters of Lucky when I oh. adopted him. She's so helpful. Uh, we're getting a lot of static. I don't know from where. I was coming from you, Jamie, so I'm going to hang up on you and call you back. Okay, bye. Yeah. It's been a fun technology day, it appears. No, this is the first time we've had a problem. But oh, you know geez, what? I joined the fun. We That's started fun. with technology problems all these years ago when we started this show. So why not? Why should it change now? <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of our shtick. That's right. Are you back, Jamie? I'm here. Is that any better? Yeah. It's a, yep. It's it's better so far. All right. So let's. Uh, we not only is it our seventh year doing this show; it's our birthday today, eighteen hundred episodes. But we have one of the hosts for one of the new shows, a terrific new show. It's very popular here on the Horse Radio Network. He's also the guy that's going to help us because this weekend is Breeders' Cup. We have Scott from the Pollock Report here. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Well, we're great. Are you so, uh, first of all, are you in California? Oh, yeah. I, last night, I, the sunset was unbelievable. I mean, this is, this is one of the, you know, little icing on the cake things about the Breeders' Cup being in California at Del Mar. The racetrack is right on the Pacific Ocean. And uh, so last night, we had a Pollock Report dinner at the Brigantine, which has the best fish tacos in the world. On Tuesdays is Taco Tuesday, <laughs> and uh, you know, and and then, and then the sunset is right there. I mean, the the, the the racetrack is is you can actually see the racetrack from the Brigantine, and then you can see the sunset from there. So. It's one of the most beautiful cool. places. Yeah, it's incredible. So we live in Phoenix and, and Chad, my husband, he's like, what do you want? Last, I think a couple of years ago for my birthday, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to go to Del Mar. I have to see it. And when you <laughs> drive up, it is just breathtaking how beautiful it is. And to be right there on the, uh, like you're saying, on the ocean. So what is the, what's the 
buzz. What's it feeling like for the Breeders' Cup this year? I don't get to go, so I have to live vicariously through you. Well, I mean, I think the buzz is that this is the first time ever that Del Mar has hosted the Breeders' Cup. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, you guys probably remember, Keeneland hosted the Breeders' Cup for the first time. And that was a huge deal because it was, you know, the Breeders' Cup was started in Kentucky and it was kind of like back in the, you know, the bluegrass. And um, so there was a lot of buzz around that. Here it's 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 a little bit similar because Telmar is is um, you know they they only usually have hosted a meet in the summer. Mm-hmm. Last couple of years they're starting to you know they're starting to have an extra meet now because they've changed things up in California in November. So it still has that boutique feel. You know they have the, the short meet, kind of like Saratoga kind of like Keeneland. Um, so there is, you know, there isn't that many days of the year that you have a meet in Del Mar. Uh, so it's, it's a special, you know, there's a special feeling about having, uh, having the breeders cut here. And this is the first time it's ever been held here. When it's a new, it's like, yeah. it's a, you know, a virginal location for it. It is definitely something special that, that goes on. So talk to us a little bit about like, what are, I mean, we'll get to the classic because I feel like I know who you think is going to win the classic, but let's skip the classic for now. What are uh, some of the other really big races that we can go over and just if, you know, a few minutes here. Well, it, it, last year, um, the distaff was, you know, epic songbird versus beholder. And it went, <laughs> it was down the stretch, the two of them, uh, and it was noses apart the whole, t- whole time down the stretch and beholder just barely, you know, got there and beat, uh, the, the younger songbird. Mm-hmm. Well, this year's distaff is you look at the field you know, it's not one, you know, it's not tete-a-tete. It's not one versus one. There are like five really good fillies or mares that could win the race. Um, Stellar Wind, um, Unbridled Forever, uh, or Forever Unbridled, rather. Um, Elate, uh, Abel Tasman. That race is so deep, and it's 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 really going to be fun to watch. So the distaff. Um, which is on the Friday. I mean, that's the, you know, the, the, the feature race on the Friday card mm-hmm. is going to be spectacular. So that, that is great. And then one of the other storylines that is awesome that every person that loves horses will appreciate is lady Eli. I mean, lady Eli, you know, she came back, she came back from laminitis mm-hmm. to now race at the top of the game again and she is going to be in her last race in the philly and mare turf she lost by a nose last year to queen's trust and she's back to 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 put in her last effort so i I can't imagine there there's going to be a dry eye at, at del mar when she runs Absolutely. And she's trained by Chad Brown, who just, I absolutely adore. So this is, there is a lot, a lot of, 
drama associated with her. Like Chad says in his quote is I've never seen one up close with this much heart and determination. And that is saying something coming from a trainer of that many horses. Great horses. Yeah. I mean, she is just, yeah, she's just, she's uh, so beloved by the, the horse community, by the racing community. She is, she is going to be, uh, that's going to be one of the highlights of the, of the Breeders' Cup for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, one of the races I always like to watch is the juvenile races because I feel like the juvenile Breeders' Cup for the two-year-olds is a lot of the three-year-olds you're going to see in the Derby and Preakness and Belmont. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, this year, I you know, you don't always have it's it, it hit or miss when you talk about projecting forward to the Kentucky Derby next year. But mm-hmm. boy, this year, <laughs> there is a horse that everyone is talking about for next year's Kentucky Derby. And his name is Bolt Doro. He's a Medaglia Doro, uh, son of Medaglia Doro. And his name is Bolt Doro. He has won his races in spectacular fashion. He is going to be perhaps the heaviest favorite in any of the breeders cup races. Really? You know, I mean, people have already written, well, people have already written articles saying slam dunk. If you want to put your mortgage, you know, put your mortgage up. Oh my God. Here's the one race. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. This, this, this horse is, he is uh, amazing. Um, he, so, but you know, that people, you know, people tend to, um, uh, go toward hyperbole, but, but this guy really is so far. I mean, he's one of the best juveniles, two year olds I've, I've seen. Um, he, he just, he looks, uh, uh cut above, you know, the, the rest of the two year olds. And if, you know, most people are saying if he doesn't fall down, he's going to win the juvenile. There's your Kentucky. Yeah, there's your there. There is your. He is absolutely your right now. Your slam dunk Kentucky Derby favorite. You know, oh six God. eight months out no from the pressure. race. Yeah. No pressure. Bolt to Oro <laughs> jockey Corey Nakatani, owned by Windstar trainer as Mick Ruiz, and he is going to be in the eleven yeah. post for the Sentient Jet. Yeah, that's Breeders a little tricky. But yeah, he's he, on the you know, Out of that eleven, so yeah, that's a little tricky here at Del Mar. So, you know, but if he's anything close to what everyone's hyping him up to be. That won't be a problem. He'll overcome it. Absolutely. Well, before we run out of time, we got to get to this classic. And oh my gosh, the Breeders' Cup Classic is always super exciting, always filled with drama. Always, I mean, we've seen races with Zinata, and we've seen races with California Chrome oh. and American Pharaoh winning <laughs> it like running backwards. It was insane. So, talk to us about this yeah. year's Breeders' Cup Classic, the race of all races. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this basically this all boils down to a couple of storylines. Uh, the first one, or the main one, is Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert, if you look back through recent history, has won the last three Breeders' Cup Classics, including American Pharaoh, including um, uh, Bayern, and 
and last year was Arrowgate. Well, this year, yes, Baffert has four, oh four God. starters. <laughs> and so he is going, he's, he's, you know, if you know your racing history, uh, Woody Stevens won five Belmonts in a row back in the 80s. So this is Woody Stevens' territory. Um, mm-hmm. To win four Breeders' Cup Classics in a row would be unbelievable. And so the storyline is Gunrunner, not one of his horses, is the potential favorite. And then he has his four. All of them could win, including Arrowgate, who won last year, who beat Gunrunner in the Dubai World Cup, but has been, you know, came back from the Dubai World Cup a little. He lost by 14 lengths in a race. Then he lost to another Baffert horse in Collected in the Pacific Classic. And 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 if you watch Baffert's face after that race, he looked like, you know, his, his you know, a family member had just died, even though he won the race. <laughs> Arrowgate was, you know, kind of his project. And right. even though another one of his horses won, he looked upset about it. So... Right. Going into this race, everyone's talking about Arrowgate being back to his, you know, usual self. And this is going to be his final race before going off the stud. So it's Arrowgate versus Gunrunner. It's Baffert versus Gunrunner. And that's pretty much the storyline. So let's go. Bob Baffert has horses Arrowgate. He also has in this race Move Tahij, who I just adore. And now he's in training with. Baffert, and then we've got West Coast, right. and we've also got who's the fourth one? Um, collected the horse collected. that beat Arrow, Arrowgate in the Pacific Classic. West Coast is the three-year-old who is is this year's version of Arrowgate because last year Arrowgate won the Travers, remember, by thirteen lengths, came out of nowhere, and this year, you know, again, the three-year-old who won the uh, uh, classics who won the triple crown races that they're kind of nowhere. I mean, always dreaming is off the trail. Um, uh, cloud computing who won the Preakness is, is not racing right now. And then, uh, Taprit is not in, in training right now either. So all of the horses that won the triple crown races, it, it came to West coast who won the, uh, Travers and now has emerged as he might, you know, if he wins, you know, if West Coast wins the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic, he's going to be three-year-old champion. Right. Even obviously. though, just like last year, Arrow, Arrowgate came out of nowhere. He didn't. He didn't even compete in the Triple Crown this year. West Coast is the same same type of horse. Okay. Well, so okay, give it to me then. Let's be honest. Who's your pick for the Classic? I know who your pick is for mm. the Juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Are we tough, sure he got the age right on that horse, uh, by the way? Just checking. See, somebody messed up the date and he's like four. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah, no, 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 but that's funny. That's, that's funny. He looks, he looks four. I just looked at a picture of him. He, he looks, looks like he's six. I mean, it's like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> How'd he come out that way? Are we sure he's not alien? Well, well, that's the funny thing about. We did a story about him 
he kind of uh, grew up in Montana. Um, like they, we have a story. Oh, he's a mountain horse out today. That was actually just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he uh, he he was he was kind of raised in Montana on the on the ranches. You know, he's he's like a tough guy. He he got uh, he got a little. Um, I mean, most most of these guys, you know, they grow up in Kentucky. Yeah, and you know, padded, on a, on a, and padded paddocks this, this and guy, stalls. This guy got like real <laughs> training. He got like real. He is. I mean, he, he did, they they talked about how uh, they go deer hunting and stuff, and he would go. He would be out there with them, and I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. It's really weird. It, but 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 that's kind of what makes the story fun, great because. You know these guys are, uh, uh, you know, they've got him out in the in the in the out in the wilderness doing things instead of just lollygagging in a pasture. So, <laughs> so um, he but, he's yeah, pick, typically ridden by Mike Smith. He's gonna be ha- he's gonna have Javier Castellano on uh, the irons. Do you think that'll make a difference? Are you talking about Boltora? Oh, I'm talking about West Coast. Bol- Oh, uh, West Coast. Um, yeah, I mean, I, no, I mean, Javier is awesome. So I don't, you know, Mike, uh, he can't, he's got to ride Arrowgate. Yeah. Um, and, and Mike is the winningest jockey in Breeders' Cup history. And only, he's only going to, he's got so many, he's got nine mounts for this Breeders' Cup. So he's only, he's only going to trample on the record that he already has set. Probably. <laughs> He's got nine mounts, and some of them are are favorites, like uh, or or close to favorites, like Abel Tasman and the Distaff. He's got Arrowgate. He's got he's, he's just loaded once again to just completely obliterate the record that he already set. Right. Um, but you you asked about the classic. I don't know. I you know Gunrunner. I I would like to see Gunrunner win okay. because. He's had such a phenomenal year, and he got beat by Arrowgate in the Dubai World Cup. Um, but he's come back to be so phenomenal. And Arrowgate came back, and he's kind of been pedestrian. So I kind of want to see Gunrunner just finish it out. Yeah. So I'm going to go with him. All right. It's going to be exciting. We'll make our picks officially on Friday, which means nothing except do not, do not bet on the ones we pick. So that's, yeah, that's we're going to give you the ones not to bet on on Friday because we're always so accurate with our betting. Well, Scott, thank well, you so much for getting up so early with us. It's the Pollock Report. Of course, that's the go-to place. That's where you want to go for all of the information on the Breeders' Cup. What kind of are you providing extra coverage? What are you doing for for Breeders' Cup this weekend? Yeah, we have a lot of, of fun <laughs> features. We have one that's... Um, we look, we're looking at the, it's called winning traits and it's, uh, just looking back through history of each race. What does it take? You know, what path do horses usually take to get to the winner's circle at the Breeders' Cup? So that's kind of a fun one. We have a countdown where we're doing some history about Del Mar. You know, you, you talk about Del Mar. I mean, that's, it's a fascinating history. Uh, the racetrack, Jimmy Durante and the, the Lucille ball and, all the history back, uh, back into the 1930s. Uh, so we're doing some stuff with that and, um, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of different, uh, colorful things, uh, around the, 
like we did with Keeneland two years ago when they first hosted the Breeders' Cup. We're, we're setting the scene for this weekend. Very good. And of course, Around the Track, everybody loves that new show. Scott does such a great job with it. You can find it awesome. at, at, yeah, we, I I, you know, it was so funny, Scott, because we were a couple days late after Irma getting the next episode out, and I kept getting people saying, it is not over. He's still doing it, right? <laughs> yes, it's on back on track. Yeah. Two, two episodes a month, and you'll find it over yeah. at uh, Horse Radio Network on our app or any of the podcast players. Just search for Around the Track. And of course, you can find it at Pollock Report as well. You're doing a great job with that, by the way. Really, really, really good. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. It's it's fun to listen Thank to. Thank you. I'm enjoying it. And it's great. Well, and it's also, it's really the guests who uh, are so awesome, you know, because I'm spending an hour with these people. And, you know, these, these are the characters of the industry, and they have such great stories to tell. So they really, uh, they really shine. Sounds you bring it out in him. So thank you. Good job. Great job. Good job. Thanks, Scott. Have a thank fun you. weekend in California. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. I'll try. All right. Take care. <laughs> take care. Well, I have, uh, I have, I, I, I'm excited. I, boy, was he excited about that horse, huh? Oh my gosh. There's so many great ones. So I, it's, it's awesome. I, I was thrilled to, to hear him so excited. You know, they're like, horse people are like big kids. It doesn't matter what it is every year. Oh my gosh. There's this horse, this horse, this horse. It's just always a thrill. Definitely is. Well, we are going to next uh, play. I have two more voicemails to play while you get the book ready for Chapter okay. 11. Well, actually, we're going to do half of Chapter 11 because it's a long one uh, of the Opium Equation. We missed last week because we were traveling, but this week we're back. And Jamie's going to get that ready while we hear a couple more wonderful voicemails from our listeners. This is the cowgirl in the kitchen wishing you a very, very happy seventh birthday. That's really wonderful. I hope. Hey, Glenn and Jamie and Coach Jen and also Jemmy. This is Jared Brown, also known as Geraldine. Um, and I just want to wish you guys a really, really happy birthday, seventh birthday. Oh my gosh, that is wonderful. And thank you so much for making my last two years just some of the happiest just listening to you guys. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Well, thank you to all of our listeners for making this a, a, a so enjoyable and all of our guests and sponsors. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. I don't know that Jamie, Jennifer, and I would have guessed we'd still be here after seven years. I think we probably gave it th th I gave it three. I thought if we could get past three, we'd probably be good. What I meant was three episodes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was thinking three years, didn't you? Uh, I was but like, that was bold. <laughs> <laughs> bold prediction. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think at the beginning? Did you think we were going to make it a year? I thought a year. Right, to be honest, I thought a year. You, you know, I try not to put an expiration date on anything I do because <laughs> it's just it's a bad idea. So, um, yeah, no. Well, just I, I had no idea. Just to remind long-term listeners of how crappy our sound was when oh, we started no, on Blog don't. Talk. It's so bad. It was. I didn't tell you know, anybody. Here it is. Up by hitting one button. That's true. She can mute me by hitting one button. She is in control of the buttons, and everybody that listens to our shows 
knows that. And that's about all we can take. But that was from episode one. This, when I played it back this morning here at the beginning to see if I was going to play it on this episode, I said, no, I can't do it. <laughs> it was just a sound. It's really Amazing. bad. Uh, well, that was so terrible. Thank you, Jamie, for for being there all that time. Really appreciate Aww, thank it. We've, you. We've you've changed houses. You've had a kid. We've we've moved pro- probably four times since <laughs> since uh, since we started this. A lot's happened in our lives, and uh, I am glad personally that uh, both of you are still on the show and that we're still having a good time entertaining people. Well, you know, uh, funny enough, uh, one of my one of my students, a new student of mine, she does she said have you ever heard of road to the horse <laughs> i was like yeah i've heard of road to the horse i guess she does all the print media for road to the horse oh, really? that's her job oh wow and she said do you know tammy sronce <laughs> i was like yeah i know tammy i mean uh, she's on the network with me and all this she's like oh i said tell her i said hi and she's like jamie you're never gonna believe the next week she comes to her lesson she goes guess who called me yesterday to work on the print, Tammy Strons. And I was like, oh, cool. That's great. You know? And I said, I said, you're never going to believe who I'm taking lessons with. I'm taking lessons with Jamie Jennings. And you know what Tammy said to her? What? <laughs> oh yeah. I tried out for that job, but she got it instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I she forgot about that too, to be honest. <laughs> Yes, she's still harboring that. Wow. I totally forgot. And she's like, that was her first comment about, yeah, I tried out for that job, but I didn't get it. She got it. Tammy, give it up. <laughs> give it up, Tammy. It's all right. <laughs> I love you, Tammy. <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, oh my God, she totally hates me. I didn't even know that I was competing against her, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> she hates me. What is really funny, too, is one of the other girls who tried out for that job was just on Stable Scoop last week. Really? Yeah, she lived with us at the time. Her name is Chrissy Joy. She now trains dogs. and It's good she didn't get it because she wouldn't have been able to keep with it the way life turned out. But um, she trains dogs using the same principles that she used training jumping horses. And she talks about how pressure and all of that stuff is how she trains dogs for the TVs and movies. Ad leg? Yeah. Ad leg? Yeah. I mean, it was really interesting <laughs> to hear how she does it. And she's uh, winning competitions now. And she She's working in the movies and TV with her dogs, and she's having a blast. So, so it's funny how life changes. We were meant to be. That's all I can say. Absolutely. Well, happy birthday. Well, and you know what? I'll get you that gift sometime. Uh, maybe 10 years. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath. All right. Good, good, good. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. It's Thank time you. for the book. And we'll be back tomorrow. We have the Draft Horse episode. It's the first Thursday of the month. And then also on Friday, we're back with really bad ads. So get your ads into Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com, although she has gotten a ton of them over the last two weeks. We've, we're seeing names, Jamie, that we've never seen before. A lot of new names. So get them in. We, we're going to announce new prizes this week, too. And I think you're going to want to be part of that. So here we go. This is Chapter 11 of The Opium Equation by Lisa Waisaki. The Opium Equation is the first of the Cat and Wright mystery series written by Lisa Waisaki. It features Cat and Wright, a Tennessee Appaloosa horse trainer, Darcy Whitcomb, teenager with a trust fund, Bubba Henley, a budding juvenile delinquent, and John Gardner, a mysterious barn manager. And of course, there's Sally Blue. Thank you to the publisher Cool Titles for allowing us to read this book. If you want to read ahead, all four books in the series are available in stores and online everywhere or at lisawaisaki.com. Ten minutes later, I was sitting on the front steps of Fairbanks. My head's 
pressed against my knees, waiting for the police. The rain had slowed to a fine mist, but at the time, I couldn't have told you that. I lifted my head at the sound of an engine. I looked up, expecting the police, but was dismayed instead to see Adam's bottle green Jaguar turn into the drive. He pulled up in front of the steps and got out. Don't tell me, he said with a warm smile. Aunt Glenda got the best of you. She sure did, I thought. Glenda brought me down to size real good this time. Adam walked lazily towards me, carrying his black leather briefcase. I noticed dully that he still wore, wore the same unkempt clothes he had on yesterday. He must have pulled an all-night riding session at the office. Hope it was worth it and that he wrote a big hit. If he took any notice of my disheveled state, he made no mention of it. I take it you had your talk, he asked. I shook my head. Then let me get Aunt Glenda for you, he said as he slid past me and started up the steps. Adam, I croaked. Adam, don't, don't go in there. He looked at me with a mixture of surprise and amusement. But this is my home, cat. I live here. I know, but don't go in. I could tell he was becoming irritated with me. And just why not? I took a deep breath. Because Glenda's dead. I'm sorry, Adam. She's in the living room and she's dead. I've called the police. They'll be here soon. I think we should wait out here. Air leapt his body with a big whooshing sound as if he'd been punched in the stomach. Color drained from his face and he plopped down on the step beside me. Are you sure? He asked quietly. Very. I can't believe you. I mean, I know you were upset, but I didn't kill her, Adam, I cried, outraged at the idea. I was so surprised that I could speak so vehemently and that I could feel my any emotion. Maybe the numbness had enveloped my entire being the moment I saw the body. I, I wasn't going to stay with me forever. I hope not. Then again, considering the horror of it all, permanent emotional numbness might not be all that bad. No, of course not, Kat. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a bit stunned. Then it was you who found her? Yes. Oh, my God. Just now? Yes. Neither of us noticed the police had arrived until the patrol car came to a halt behind Adam's car. A weary-looking Deputy Giles eased out of the car, pulled on a rain slicker, and shut the door with a thud. Hello again, Ms. Enright, sir. He nodded slowly at Adam. The lady inside? Yes. The reality of it all began coming back in vivid waves like the nausea. My heart began thudding and my body began to shake. Yes, the blissful, unfeeling state was definitely leaving. I tried to grasp onto it, to hold it close to me like a protective shield, but it slipped away and I began to cry, my tears mingling with the rain. The deputy nodded at me as if in approval, but here on the steps of Glenda Dupree's mansion, he, his eyes looked far older than his years. I'd better take a look, he said finally. I stood on legs that didn't seem to want to support me, feeling more queasy than I ever had. Deputy Giles noticed and shook his head. Let me go in alone, Ms. Enright. You sit yourself right back down here and let your friend help you. I thought introductions should be made and did so in a small voice that I didn't recognize as mine. You're her nephew, Mr. Dupree? Asked the deputy. Yes, sir. I've been living here with my aunt since last summer. The deputy sighed and glanced up River Road. A swarm of folks are fixing to be here in a few minutes. I need to get this over with. He went in and came out grim-faced in less than a minute. There don't seem to be signs of a struggle, he commented. No, I agreed. Except, of course, for that mess on the floor by the steps. He looked inquiringly at me, and, and then it was my turn to nod. He patted my shoulder awkwardly. Don't worry, I've done it myself more than once. But Ms. Enright, he continued more harshly, did it occur to you while you were so gleefully breaking and entering that whomever did this to the lady might still be in the house? Cat, 
cat. You're trying to get me to believe a cat did this. No, my name it's cat. And no, I didn't think of it. Didn't think so. He said quite sternly for someone so young, but next time you go poking around in someone else's house and find things out of order, you get right on out of there. Better yet. Don't go in in the first place. Just call me. He consulted a little notebook. If I'm right, this is the second time in less than 24 hours that you've nosed around in one of your neighbor's houses. You plan to make a habit of it? No, no, no. I, cause if you do, you need to let me preferably, no, preferably ahead of time. He paused. Ms. Enright, you ever hear the story about the three farmers? I shook my head. Well, my uncle Estes told me there was three kids, three kinds of farmers. There's those that learn by reading about farming. And then there's those who learn by watching others farm. And then there's the rest of them that have to pee on the electric fence for themselves. My point is, ma'am, if you keep this up, sooner or later you'll end up in the same shape this lady's in. And I'd rather not be around for that if you don't mind. I was learning rather quickly that even though Deputy Giles moved slowly, his mind worked at warp speed. Someone hung a blanket over my shoulders and I pulled it closer to my body. I hadn't noticed that the deputy's swarm of folks had started to arrive. The sheriff showed up in due course and said rather imperiously that I'd have to make an official statement. I said, yes, that I would. He added that I'd have to be untruthful in the statement. I said, yes, I would be. Then he said that over the next, the course of the next few days, I'd have to answer a lot of questions. And, and I said, yes, that I would. After a few minutes of this, I could see why the sheriff, Big Jim Burns, was not well liked in Cheatham County. A former state prosecutor had defeated former Sheriff Rollo Crowell in the last election. Old Sheriff Rollo had been a sheriff here for 18 years, but apparently over those 18 years, Sheriff Rollo got in the habit of bending the rules a bit for certain folk. Yeah. Um, breaking the rules for certain folk. Okay, to be honest, he was crooked as a barrel of snakes. Newcomers to the area, hearing how the landlady didn't like Sheriff Rollo's system at all and recruited Burns for the job. Burns won by a very small margin, putting Sheriff Rollo back on his tractor seat. When Big Jim Burns took office and cleaned house, he hired new deputies, new secretaries, and a new jail warden. He cracked down on crime, did no favors for anyone, and followed the letter of the law. With Sheriff Burns, there was no bedside manner, so to speak. The Times was even bold enough to call him slicker than a greased hog and tougher than a one-eared alley cat. That was all fine and dandy, except that wasn't what people who helped put Sheriff Big Jim in office expected. Turns out they didn't want a straight era sheriff. Turns out all they wanted was a sheriff who would cater to their own causes. A new blood sheriff who wouldn't obliterate the good old boys system practiced for so many years, but who would create a new system with them smack in the middle of it. So now Sheriff Burns had the old guard against him, the new blood mad at him, and an election coming up in August. Eventually, the coroner came and asked a lot of questions, as did Deputy, Deputy Giles. And the sheriff again, and the inevitable reporters, Buffy Thorndike showed up. Harry Giles represented the South Cheatham paper. Reporters from the Nashville Ledger and the Tennessean were close on their heels. I was sure WSM Radio would show up, but they were on the other side of town, out by the Opryland Hotel, and it would take them a little longer to make the drive. Thank God there weren't any television cameras out yet. Maybe they were busy with Al Gore, who had a home in Nashville. Local reporters followed him around a lot. To get it over with more quickly, I said I'd answer all the reporters' questions at once. If someone showed up late, too bad. I was only going to do this once and one time. I huddled inside my blanket and Tedious told them, yes, I had found her. No, I didn't know who killed her. And no, I didn't kill her. No, I continued, I could not comment on the condition of the body. And no, I didn't know how long she'd been dead, but she'd been very much alive at my riding class at 1030 yesterday morning. I knew right away letting go of this last bit of information was a mistake, and I mentally gave myself a swift kick in the shins. 
The small group of reporters jumped on my blunder and bullied me for information on the writing class. Rightly so, they sensed a scoop with local color that would add to the story. It wasn't often that our area had something of national interest. Mm -hmm. 